Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Wednesday, November 23rd, six minutes after nine. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and we are glad you are here this morning. Casey, question. Yes. What sort of show do you want to have today? Let's have a fun show. I was going to say, do you want to have a super serious show? Can we have fun, Or do you want to have the most fun show we've ever had? The most fun ever. Kevin, are you in agreement we should have the most fun show we've ever had? Uh, Sure. (laughs) What a rousing level of support there from producer Kevin. Uh, Okay. Well, in that case, if we're going to have the most fun show we've ever had. The most fun. When you think of fun, Mm -hmm. one name comes to mind. Dr. Fauci. No. No. I thought you were going to go off template and it was going to be fun. All right. Get the applause ready, though. Because Dr. Fauci gave a final briefing to reporters yesterday before he's leaving the government at the end of the year. That's where the applause comes in. So I was like negative two mm-hmm. when this guy started <laughs> in the government. You were just a, a twinkle in your father's eye at yeah. that point. Think about that is how long this guy has been making highly egregious decisions and recommendations and that is the tr- that right the truth about Fauci when you cut through the media spin of this guy is there were two major crises is it crises 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 is that right or are you just making that up I'm, kevin you're the foreign a, educated person crisis. here crisis crisis you, there's, no, no way, there's no way it's called crisis. I think it's crises. Crises. <laughs> that's even. How about this one? No. There, there was there there was one plus one crisis. There were multiple crises during oh. Anthony Fauci's time as the all-seeing, all-knowing, all-everything when it came to infectious disease, et cetera, in the federal government, and that was AIDS and HIV and COVID. And they were basically 40 years apart from each other. And in both cases, he made the same egregious mistake, which probably ended up getting many, many people killed. And that mistake was this bizarre fetish obsession with a non-existent vaccine that he apparently believed they could just uh, streamline Mm -hmm. into not only existence, but effective existence. In neither case did it work. And yet, on his way out the door, we act like he is some American hero in line with Paul Revere and George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. Mm -hmm. At the press conference, the White House press secretary introduced him and said the country is stronger and healthier because of his leadership. He says that he hopes he's remembered for giving it everything that I have. Like he's an athlete, right? Right. Like he, he left it all on the field. He's the uh, teary-eyed uh, quarterback who, after uh, you know a twenty-year career, is calling it quits because his left knee was snapped in half. <laughs> uh, so Fauci did uh, take the opportunity in his final press conference to say, Casey, and mm-hmm. I hope you are heeding this warning, yeah. and you as well, Kevin, that you should totally test. Before you go to Thanksgiving, and you should totally be vaccinated and boosted. First of all, everybody should be vaccinated and boosted with flu and with COVID. Whether or not you wear a mask or another thing we shouldn't underestimate is testing. So when we're gathering 
at a family gathering for Thanksgiving or for Christmas or for any other holiday as we get into the winter, it makes sense that you might want to get a test that day before you come into a place in which you might be infected and spread it or other people who might be there in order to protect. So there's masking is important, but you can count masking, vaccine, boosting, testing. All of that is part of the spectrum of protecting yourself and your family. Kevin, tomorrow when you sit down before you have your turkey, I want you to look at the person next to you, whether it's your brother, it's your father, <laughs> whoever, and say, before we begin this meal, have you been tested? Have you been tested? Are what we, a, what a downer we, this guy is. Right, right. If I if I looked at my father and said that, that would be the last Thanksgiving I would ever enjoy. He would, he would quickly show you to the door, Kay, wouldn't he? The, this is Casey's... Uh, First time Casey came over to my house, uh, my father is what we would call a an arms enthusiast. Mm-hmm. And Casey, Casey, when she got ready to leave, she goes, I felt really safe in this house. I did. I felt safe. <laughs> he had his weapon right there on the side table next to the couch. I was just waiting for someone to, you know. There is there is a weapon in every room mm-hmm. uh, in my father's house. But can you, can you what a downer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you gotta make sure you're tested before you go and you gotta be boosted and you gotta be vaccinated. Just shut up and eat your bird. <laughs> he also went on to say that he never imagined that the pandemic would last so long and take so many lives. He never imagined it. And, uh, you know, his net worth has increased by $5 million over the past couple of years. And so this is the now question. exceeds $12.6 million. He is the highest paid federal employee, and he's going to earn more than the president this year. So this is the question we ask this about the politicians all the time. How do people on regular salaries who are in government work, right? Part of going into the government is, and the attention was, I will sacrifice for my own benefit for the benefit of the country. I have skill sets that that I can put to work for the American people, and I'm willing to give those things up. And yet, especially when it comes with the federal government, we see one person after another who could not run People get mad if I say Wendy's uh, rallies if their life depended on it (laughs) that become millionaires over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Now, he he did say, yeah, uh, because the Republicans in the House have said we're going to investigate Fauci. And he said, uh, bring it on. The answer is, if there are oversight hearings, I absolutely will cooperate fully and testify before the Congress have asked. You may not know, but I've testified before the Congress a few hundred times, uh, okay, over the last 40 years or so. So I have no trouble testifying. We can defend and explain and stand by everything that we've said. So I have nothing to hide. So he's going to be sitting for a deposition at some point today, and it's all part of the government saying that he colluded with social media companies to censor free speech relating to COVID, and that press conference yesterday got a little out of hand. Oh, yeah. And Corrine Jean-Pierre lost control. At one point, she said, I'm done. (laughs) And... What's your, what's your job to talk to people? I'm done. I'm done. We're, we have an order for this. And the question that got her so irate was somebody asking, where did the virus come from? Yeah. This is a question that many still want answered. And at that point, the entire press conference just started to fall apart. Well, now, before she lost her marbles, I think this was before, um, she uh, lied 
I, I mean, uh, she gushed over uh, Fauci's career. <laughs> Uh, whether it be HIV AIDS, Ebola, or COVID-19, for close to four decades and under seven Republican and Democratic presidents, Dr. Fauci has always led with the science and our country is stronger and healthier because of his leadership. This is an example of just merely being there is... In, insinuated that merely because you were there, you did a good job while you were there. Mm-hmm. Fauci was there for AIDS and HIV. He did a terrible job. Fauci's advice, Fauci's understanding of the virus, Fauci's obsession with vaccine, whatever you want to call it, hurt a lot of people, mm-hmm. especially in the early days of AIDS and HIV. Fauci's obsession with the vaccine, rather than having honest and frank conversations with the American people about who was most at risk for COVID, about who could probably be at work and keep the American economy running, and the steps you should be taking to prevent COVID, rather than this fetish over a vaccine that was ineffective at best, has proven ineffective at best, probably got a lot of people killed. Yeah, and a lot of people are asking if it was the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases that indirectly funded gain-of-function research, which makes viruses more transmissible and just more dangerous if that's where the origin of COVID began. And hopefully he'll have to answer those questions real soon. 16 minutes after nine, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. yesterday that his administration is going to extend a pause on the federal student loan payments while the White House fights a legal battle to save his plan to cancel portions of the debt. The moratorium was slated to expire on January 1st. It was a date that Biden set, but now it will extend until 60 days after the lawsuit is resolved. So if the lawsuit is not resolved until June 30th, payments would resume 60 days after that. So we're looking at September so we have to give Joe Biden some credit here, Casey, because we, we, do? we don't do this nearly enough. Okay. And the credit is explain yourself that for a guy who declared the pandemic over months ago, mm-hmm. he is super adamant that able bodied working adults with disposable income should not have to live up to their obligation. I mean, he is totally wed to this and will do everything in his power to ensure that even though the pandemic is over and behind us by his own uh, own words, people are back to work. Mm-hmm. There are help wanted signs everywhere. It, he is not going to let any of that stand in his way from trying to make sure that the uh, the people who otherwise have every ability to pay back their student loan don't have to do it. So for that, mm-hmm. he does deserve some credit. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> uh, here is the President of the United States announcing that for six more months, you will not have to live up to your obligation to the taxpayers. Folks, I want to give you an update on my student debt relief plan. As Americans continue to recover from the pandemic, my administration has been working to provide student debt relief to millions of working and middle-class families across the country. But Republican special interests and elected officials sued to deny this relief, even for their own constituents. But I'm completely confident my plan is legal. 
But right now, it's on hold because of these lawsuits. We're not going to back down, though, in our fight to give families breathing room. That's why the Department of Justice is asking the Supreme Court of the United States to rule on the case. But it isn't fair to ask tens of millions of borrowers eligible for relief to resume their student debt payments while the courts consider the lawsuit. For that reason, the Secretary of Education is extending the pause on student loan payments while we seek relief from the courts, but no later than June 30, 2023, which would give the Supreme Court an opportunity to hear the case in its current term. Payments will resume 60 days after the pause ends. I'm never going to apologize for helping working class and middle class families recover from the economic crisis created by the pandemic. And I'll continue working to make government work to deliver for all Americans, for all Americans. This is important. Wait a minute. Yes. Wait just a minute. Oh. Student debt was not created by the pandemic. No, it was not. But Casey, you're allowing the truth to get in the way of a great legalized vote buying narrative. (sighs) Casey, you saw the election results. And this is the thing. This legalized vote buying stuff gets rewarded time and time and time again. Why do you think Spendingberg told me in a room full of people he's never reforming entitlements? It's never happening. He's never stopping spending the money. Same reason Biden's doing this. Mm -hmm. It's the same poison, just a different pill you're taking, which is legalized vote buying works. Young people turned out in droves for this tired old goof who may or may not know his own name or where he's at half the time because of things like this. Now, not to in any way imply that Joe Biden is a dishonest person (laughs) or that he is not uh, being forthright with the American people or that he is uh, just not an upstanding citizen, but he did say something a little different not that long ago. Student loan payments pause is going to end. It's going to end December 30. I'm extending to December 31st, uh-huh. 2022, uh-huh. and it's going to end mm-hmm. at that time. Uh-huh. It's time for the payments to resume. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. He's just going to keep extending it. Sure. It, it, will ne- it will never end. It'll just keep bumping it down the road. And, and this is where, if the Republicans are serious about wanting to work for the American people... They will shut the federal government down over crap like this. They control the money. Joe Biden cannot spend any money that the federal go- that the Congress does not approve. The Congress controls the money. The Republicans have all the power in their possession now because the money emanates from the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. If they're serious mm-hmm. about forcing his hand on stuff like this and forcing people to after two, it'll almost be three years. All of 2020, mm-hmm. all of 2021, all 20, we're basically three years in mm-hmm. of not forcing people to live up to their obligation to the U.S. taxpayer, then they will do all steps necessary to force Joe Biden. I mean, it's, this is so beyond ridiculous. It's like my wife is someone who qualifies for this. And we had a long conversation about because she is, if you can picture this, she is more conservative even than I am. And she was like, why? Well, I, I don't know feel right about even mm-hmm. applying for this. And I said, you are not the problem here. It's the same thing with the PPP program, the people who legally got the money. Yeah. Now, there are fraudsters, but there are people who legally got the money who you are not the problem. The government who is creating the policy 
is the problem because if you don't apply and you're eligible and by some chance it goes through then you're harming your family to the tune of ten thousand dollars why would you do that you'd be an idiot if someone hands you a a duffel bag full of cash with ten thousand dollars in it Mm -hmm. and you can legally take it it's not like it's stolen or you know found on a street somewhere why wouldn't you take it you would be a moron not to take it this is another example of where the legalized vote buying bribery from the federal government is the problem. Yeah, 26 million people have applied for relief and 16 million were approved. But Biden has once again ditched D.C. for Thanksgiving and is headed towards Nantucket. Actually, they're already there. He has spent Thanksgiving in Nantucket since 1975. And the cost of Thanksgiving this year increasing by more than 20 percent. And we've got Abdul coming up that we're going to speak with next. But we're also going to talk about your Thanksgiving dinner today. Oh. Yeah. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. show i'm rob casey's here oh. <laughs> we're all thankful for him he's an author he's a broadcaster he's a provocateur the one and only abdul keep shabazz how are you my friend well as i said as i learned from the movie trading play it's a day cool be the jaff turkey this close to thanksgiving <laughs> all right when he's in the jail with the big guys yeah right man bleed on the inside you big bear white looking mother so you will see uh, you know that we were here to talk about Org Day. Uh, yesterday was Org Day. It's a very important day because it sort of sets the tone for uh, what is going to happen in the upcoming legislative session. So what was it like? What Was it at you? How many, by the way, how many people are even still covering the state house anymore? It used to be, like when I was a kid, and maybe I just, you always remember things differently when you're a kid than when you're an adult. Like, I, it seemed to be like a, like a throng of reporters were always at the state house with, with, you know, recorders and microphones in people's faces. And then I see the pictures yesterday and it seems like there's like, Five people there. Uh, they're, they're they're about I would say about uh, about a dozen or so oh. of us uh, there. That's uh, not many across the entire state. Um, no, but you have but you have like Indiana Capital Chronicle, which feeds a lot of newspapers. Yeah. You have the AP. Uh, you also have the State House file. So yeah, so 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 so, 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 so for the smaller and more medium sized newspapers, you don't necessarily need a you don't yeah. need the Fort Wayne Gazette. Yeah, there anymore per se. Now, when the, when the governor does say the state address and maybe something big, you'll send a reporter down. Uh, but it's about I'd say about. 12 of us and some change. Okay. So anything big come out of Org Day yesterday as the Indiana, basically the Indiana Republicans, unveiled their agenda for the upcoming legislative session? Uh, it, it was it was the usual stuff. Obviously, the budget, because yes. it's a budget year. Uh, the Governor's Health Care uh, Commission, that's going to uh, get some hearings on their recommendations. Uh, also, workforce development is going to be, a, I would say, the, I say the big three are the budget, Workforce and healthcare. Those all sound incredibly boring. Was there anything? But, but, that you, I'm but you know what? I, but I, that's what I always tell people. It's it's not the we all get worked up over you know meat, over the meat and the potatoes yeah. you know the the abortion issue the marijuana issue, but what makes government run are the broccoli and the Brussels sprouts. Yeah yeah yeah. But here's the deal, Abdul. And by the way, speaking of bro- broccoli and Brussels sprouts, they've been buying a lot of broccoli and Brussels sprouts in this state the last uh, six years under Holcomb. However. 
I need people to listen to this show. And I, I just don't think the governor's health care committee, which, by the way, shouldn't the health care committee start with looking at people and going, you got to take responsibility for yourself. I mean, they're always talking about we got to spend money on this and spend money on that. A lot of the, these things they're talking about, and with not with every person, but something like you know obesity. You play a big role in that. You could spend a gajillion dollars, but if somebody doesn't want to do the work, it doesn't matter. Well, it's it's funny you bring that up because uh, when the speaker gave his uh, uh, acceptance speech yesterday, he kind of talked about that, which is good. It should not be. You know, what can government do should not be the first question we ask. That should be the last question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a new thing with the Indiana Republicans. Is that the theme this year? Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> that, 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 that we ask. So, so I thought that was, that I thought that was interesting. But uh, no, you got health care, you got the budget. Also, you got property tax relief that's got to be uh, debated, discussed, figure out how to do that. And then you have uh, what I call sort of the the, the sidebar issues like. Uh, school board, partisan school board races. Yeah, so which that's not going to happen. It's not, oh, oh, so even though there is a cr- outcry from people in their own party to do this, the Republicans have already said no. We're not uh, doing I, that. I, I don't think there's an outcry because if you look at the last election, everything worked out just fine. What What do you mean it worked out just fine? No, it didn't work out just fine. A bunch of lunatic leftists continue to get elected to school boards in Republican well, well, who communities. Elected them? Well, obviously, that. Why, Abdul, why is it that the surveyor and the coroner have to be partisan and there's one election in the state of Indiana that doesn't? Why is that? They well, never answer that question. Jim Merritt has been on this show and said, I made a terrible mistake when I voted to make school board races nonpartisan. Well, I would argue just the opposite, which is the, the surveyor and the coroner shouldn't be shouldn't be elected at all. They should be appointed because they're basically ministerial jobs. Now, granted, you need the coroner to arrest the sheriff. The sheriff goes off the goes off the rails. <laughs> That's right. The coroner is the only one who can arrest the sheriff. So, I, did they say we're not even going to consider partisan school board elections? Todd or? Houston was in favor of it. Rod Bray wasn't. Well, so then that means we might at least get a bill on this and at least get something passed out of the House of Representatives. You might get a bill passed out of the House of Representatives, but like I said, but but now that now, now that the party's over, the, the school board elections have sort of come and gone. The the question is going to be, what would be the purpose of a partisan school board election when you can talk to people and the voters can make a decision? Because just because your school board elections are partisan doesn't mean the Republicans are automatically going to win. No, by, by that, any stretch of the imagination. But there's ze- there's zero reason that in the entire state there's one office that is not uh, elected with a party affiliation. Well, if you want to if you want to say all of them are not party affiliated, okay, let's have that conversation. But that's ridiculous. There is a reason. There is a reason that only one election in the entire state is not partisan, and that's because the teachers' union wants it that way because they know in Brownsburg or Noblesville or Avon, they'd have Zionsville, they'd have zero chance of winning these elections if Katie Dixon or Jessica Heffernan or Mike Wells or Eric Hilton had to put a D next to their name, which is what they are. They're radical Ds. Then that that word should be put out to the voters. Let the voters make a decision. Uh Sure. Uh, Okay, so property tax. What are we doing with that? We've talked about this before. This is the big issue. It is, I think, going to be a huge sticker shock to people when their property tax bills show up because of these new assessments. I think you agree with that. Uh, any any sense of urgency from our friends down the street? Um, I think there I think there is a sense of urgency. I think the question is is how do you do it? Because we got property tax caps, but you also got to do something about the assessment, the, the assessment portion, you know, of your property tax bill because that's where the that's where the problem usually lies. It's not the caps, it's, it's the assessment. So I know, uh, I think I mentioned this last week, uh, this, the Indiana Association of Counties is going to put together a report uh, mid-December 
uh, with the, with the true impact, of what what the assessments and what everything's going to be with, with property tax bills. So I think I think a lot of folks are waiting for that uh, to make a decision as to what we what what exactly they're going to do with property taxes. Uh, Abdul is with us. We're talking about Org Day, which took place yesterday at the Indiana State House, where they kind of roll out their uh, some of the bigger things they plan to t- uh, tackle in the upcoming legislative session. So you talked with uh, Jeff Thompson, who I have the. Uh, well, I have the pleasure of him being my uh, my state representative. Why, why and, does that sound like a Southern saying "Bless his heart"? Um, and uh, yeah, so we'll leave it at that. And uh, he, you asked him because he is now the chairman of Ways and Means, and you asked him. You were like the only person, right, who asked a question about the property taxes, which is why you're there. Yeah, I kind of asked him like just sort of. It was after they wrapped up, like, hey, Jeff, is it, how's it going? Happy thing, turkey day, blah, blah, blah. So you got your property tax plan all, all put together uh, and all worked out. And no doubt he offered a very clear, concise explanation because he's had, well, you know, uh, a year to get this figured out. Uh, he's basically said, we're, we're going to figure it out. But oh. Just, just, but just give me, give me give me some time. Like, hey, no problem, big guy. So I asked you the question on state house happenings. Uh, w- was this a thing where you believe... Well, they have no idea, and they're just hoping, like in the cartoon, the light goes off <laughs> over someone's head during Christmas, and somebody comes up with a great idea, or they have, no doubt, an idea that will leave us all completely underwhelmed, and we'll see that at the first of the year. It'll be more like Wiley Coyote running across the bridge, and uh-huh. he looks at the bridge there, and the, the, he won't fall unless you look down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do they do they have any idea, or is it just well just I, make it up? I think they, I think they got some ideas. I think they had to flesh them a little bit more, but I think the revenue forecast will also determine how much property tax relief uh, the state can do. All right, let's talk about some important stuff here, which is uh, what are you doing? What what's happening? Oh what no, are, I'm just getting lawyer text messages on my telephone. No, no, no. What are you doing? I mean, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Are you are you running for mayor? You oh. know what I'm asking you. Oh, God, like what are you doing? Look at no, my phone. what That's are you what, what are you doing? Uh, There's a Facebook page. Kloppenstein <laughs> was here on Friday. There's a Facebook page. I'm, I'm right now uh, getting ready to go through the precinct data uh, to see what the because uh, my baseline is Ryan Mears and Cindy Carrasco. Yes. Uh, because that was sort of the baseline vote uh, in Marion County this year. 58, 42 and some change. So the trick is to go through the precincts and see where Cindy lost by five points, because I think those precincts are probably winnable, where he lost by five to ten, and eh, ten or more, not so yeah. much. And so once you figure that out, then it helps you to come up with a strategy uh, to decide whether you're going to do this. And also, it, when you do the PowerPoint presentation for your lovely wife, mm-hmm. <laughs> this will help too. Uh, so we were talking about this as well during Statehouse Happenings. You basically got to convince like 10,000 people. Actually, actually, it's less than 10,000 people, because here's why. Uh, the in, turnout in municipal elections is always smaller yeah, that's than, than in midterm and general elections. So I would probably say instead of 10,000 votes, you probably need to convince 5,000. And what we're saying is 5,000, whatever the number is, of people who voted for Ryan Mears, you got to say, hey, because that's not a new person in the process. You don't have to get a new vote if you can just get you know, whatever amount of people to flip from Democrat to Republican, well, 10,000 vote difference, it's only actually 5,000 votes because it's one away from one side, one for another side. And, and part of that strategy, too, is convince people that it's okay to split your ticket. Yeah. Because a lot of people, if they think they vote straight ticket, they can't scratch and vote for a member of the other party. So part of that strategy in those precincts were say like there was a five to ten point uh, difference is letting those folks know, hey, you know what? It's okay to scratch. What am I going to do if you run, though? I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm going to have to find replacements for you on Statehouse Happenings. I'm going to have to find replacements for you on here. What am I going to do? Well, have was... you thought about me in this equation at all? Actually, yes, I have. Because <laughs> I still got to make a living. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's, maybe that's why I want to get away from you. <laughs>
so when you file the paperwork, if you indeed do, I want to be there when you do it. Because I believe what the government would post, but I want to see it with my two <laughs> own eyes. I want to see you slide that signed form across the desk. What is that? Is it the clerk's office? Is that where yeah, you the, file? Yeah, the Marion County Clerk's Office. Yeah, and I want to see it for myself because it's one of those things I always wanted to see, but I could never actually vi- envision it happening. I want to see it. I, I will. I will if, if we decide to do it, uh, you'll be the second person to know. Oh, great. Thank you. Wife, wife will be the first person oh, to know. <laughs> very good. <laughs> hey, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Absolutely nothing. We're just staying home and just making dinner, watching TV, playing video games, and doing absolutely nothing. I haven't played my Star Wars Battlefield in forever, my PlayStation 4, so that's what I'm going to be doing. Well, we are very thankful for you. Find him at IndiePolitics.org, the one and only Abdul Akim Shabazz. Thank you, my friend. Hey, thank you, my friend. 93 WIBC, it's Kendall and Casey Show. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. On a dark watching the Let's talk turkey. Families are going to have an unwelcome guest at the dinner table this year. That guest... It's called inflation. Thanksgiving meal for 10 will cost on average $64.05. That's a 20% increase from last year when it was only $53. The consumer price index for food consumed at home is up 12.4% compared to a year ago. So a 16-pound turkey is nearly $30 this year. I went and bought my turkey. I just bought a, a breast. Yeah. I didn't get a whole turkey, just the breast, and it was still nearly $23. Wow. Mm-hmm. For three people, a six-pound breast is $23. Yeah. Stop staring at me because I said breast. I'm talking about a turkey breast. <laughs> What's not doing that at all? <laughs> but I'm sitting there as I'm paying the grocery bill, calculating in my head, how many hours do I have to work to pay for Thanksgiving yeah. dinner? Which I think a lot of people are doing this year and maybe removing uh, some more of the decadent items right. off the table. Uh, and I am thankful. I'm a goer to houser for thanksgiving so a leech i guess you might call it uh but yeah i have often pondered the whole thanksgiving because think of the effort it goes into making the whole deal right Mm -hmm. i mean in addition to the cost yeah there's the effort of tony katz was speaking some sort of foreign language with some woman this morning about (laughs) All the effort that goes into smoking making, a turkey. I don't know what he was talking about. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, dude, pizza's pretty easy. You just show up and eat, don't you? I, I'll do whatever is necessary. I'll bring whatever you need. You know, <laughs> whatever. I'm I'm that person. But man, I've always just thought this is just a monumental amount of effort to do Thanksgiving. When the reality is, it should be about people being together right gathering around the table right. so he, so here's here's my gripe okay don't post a picture of your thanksgiving plate on social media oh, yeah. we're all eating the same yeah, thing yeah right that's good so point. all the pictures look the same sure right you know there's no real big difference between your green bean casserole right. and my green bean casserole and you know casey and and i I, we have to have this discussion. Yeah. You know, Thanksgiving, as you get older, it kind of changes the way you operate around Thanksgiving mm-hmm. because many people may not be aware that for the younger generation, mm-hmm. 
a la uh, Mr. Kevin over here, yeah. uno.gold on Instagram. <laughs> uh, it is the number one drinking day of the year. Uh, today is. The day before Thanksgiving, yes. Yeah, called Blackout Wednesday, the biggest <laughs> bar night of the year. Yes. Uh, that's because everybody comes home from college. Yep. They make their triumphant return to their hometown. And where do they all congregate? At the bar yeah. because they don't have to go to class or work the next day. Now, I had two issues with this. Okay. When I was uh, a younger man, I um, consumed a lot more uh, of these types of beverages than I do today. I drink almost none today yeah. because I would like to live past the age of 40. Mm-hmm. And there is a, there is a, and you can back me up on this because you are just slightly more seasoned than me. <laughs> there is a realization at some point in your 30s where you say, if I continue to do as I've always done, I will not be able to say this into my mid-40s, mm-hmm. and uh, I thankfully have, have come to that realization. But my beef with the night before Thanksgiving drinkers is twofold. Number one, it's like New Year's Eve. It's amateur hour. Right. You get a lot of people mm-hmm. who go out to, a lot of times, like two times during the year, the night before Thanksgiving, because they don't have to work the next day, mm-hmm. and New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And so it's all sorts of, one, dangerous, and two, the cops are looking Oh, you didn't make a right turn signal 93 yards before you were supposed to turn right. Better pull that person over. Where normally they just let you go on pass. So unless you are an A++++++ driver, mm-hmm. you are about to get drugged down with everybody else, even if you're not doing anything wrong. Now, I have to imagine in your younger days, Rob yes. Kendall, when you were going out for yeah. Blackout Wednesday, mm-hmm. were there Ubers available? Oh, no. It was a... Uh, uh, sleep in the back of your car was usually my preferred mm-hmm. methodology mm-hmm. of obeying applicable mm-hmm. laws and uh, motorist codes. Uh, there was no Uber back then, and so if you went out, you were you were stuck. You were out. Now you said you had two issues. Yes, that was my number one issue. Number two is these people, and I'm talking about the people who parachute back in from their various hoity-toity. Ivy League college experiences mm-hmm. were taking up spots that were mine. <laughs> like, I'm keeping these people afloat seven days a week while you're out screwing around at college, and then you come back in, and now it takes me an hour and a half to get a drink. And so then it changes my whole approach because then you got to order like three drinks at the same time because it takes an hour and a half to get back up there. Mm -hmm. And now I'm screwing up my whole drinking experience. (laughs) You are a true townie. Yeah. Well, look, (laughs) I'm putting in the effort, you know, in August and September and October and first part of November. I'm tipping. I'm buying the drinks. I'm keeping these people afloat. And then for one night, Mm -hmm. everybody just takes my spot, Mm -hmm. takes my space, changes the experience. Not fair to me. So that means when you do go to the bar and you belly up, you have to double fist. You have to order twice as many beverages because the line is so long. And then the problem, like for me, if let's say, for example, uh, a Long Island pitcher, (laughs) that is dangerous to try to double fist a Long Island pitcher because of the amount of alcohol Mm -hmm. in them. Mm -hmm. And if you wait, then the ice melts into the drink ruins and it. it ruins the flavor of the drink. Uh-huh. Okay, so are you saying that this year you will not be going out on... No, I, I'm so seasoned, yeah. as you like to call it, in yep. my advanced age here. <laughs> they didn't even call it Blackout Wednesday. Right. It didn't even have that nickname. Mm-hmm. That's that's a your generation yeah. thing. I, I have so not, are you saying you're not doing that tonight? I, have, I cannot think of the last time I went out on the Wednesday before... Thanksgiving. I mm-hmm. mean, I bet it has been at least six or seven-ish years. Mm-hmm. 
and I feel like I'm a better person because of it. <laughs> to well, the chagrin of all the females in the community. <laughs> you uh, you asked me last week if I wanted to go out for Blackout Wednesday, and I had to turn you down because I, I also can't remember the last time I've done that and gone see, out on that night. And see, this is in Kevin's wheelhouse. Right. While, while for more seasoned taken people such as us mm-hmm. th- this is not in our wheelhouse anymore he's a young man about town right, right? single kevin and he's, you're not going to be out there it could be like a fogelberg song you are stumbling down broad ripple avenue at 2 a.m and your future wife comes also stumbling out of <laughs> i don't even know what bars are still active in broad ripple now and i mean Look, you can't win the game if you're not playing, Kevin. I don't go looking for love in the club anymore, <laughs> Rob. Oh. <laughs> that's why that's why I hit the stage every now and then. Yeah. I, that's how I reach. That's how I reach. So people. you're not going out tonight, Kevin. No. Safety first. Not even to like the like the Greenwood or Franklin Towny bars. Not uh, I don't not, I don't think so. Nothing. Think maybe what, I'll save is, that for the weekend. What is the big indie bar for the college kids that are coming home? Well, I mean you've got depends. Are you going downtown? Are you going to Broad mm-hmm. Ripple? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got your traditional mainstays. You've got Brothers. You've got Kilroy's. You've got the District Tap downtown. Uh, is Rock Lobster still a thing? I don't know. I Someone so. under the age of 30, call the show, the hotline, <laughs> 684-8444, and let us know. We want to live vicariously I, through I, you. I just know what floors I woke up on mm-hmm. the next morning. I don't know if those floors are still applicable <laughs> Well, LinkedIn did an article of the top bar nights of the year, and coming in at number one is tonight, Thanksgiving Eve, Yeah. followed by New Year's Eve. You were correct yeah, on that, Rob. Uh-huh. They also say Super Bowl, Mardi Gras, yeah. St. Patrick's Day, Cinco de Mayo, Kentucky Derby, Fourth of July, and Halloween are the other big nights to go out and partake. Yeah. If you do, be careful. Have a DD or call an Uber and get back to your Thanksgiving dinner in one piece and don't hurt other people. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning.